Hello everyone, I'm back again after a little break, I suppose. My name is Neil Axer, and I make sometimes this ridiculous podcast that I use as a self-therapy session or something, I don't know. I come here every now and then to talk to you people about life, about my hobbies, my work, essentially. Um... Maybe a little less about my work these days. It just, I'm getting old, I'm getting tired, my back hurts, and I'm sitting here in a very ridiculous position. Feels like my my lower spine is breaking apart. Maybe I should get that looked at. I don't know. Um, The reason why I wanted to make this podcast today is actually to, well, get something off my chest that was a bit, you know, bugging me a little bit. And... um, I was comparing a few experiences that I had, again, with, you know, the the opposite sex. Um, In case you know my older podcasts and previous stories that I've uh, talked about, I have made extremely negative experiences with women overall. And maybe not women per se, but during relationships I sure have. And um, it it kind of sets me up in in a... let's say, new direction, a direction I did talk about before. Um, some people might refer to that, the um, the Sigma male thing, you know, where just men do whatever the fuck they want and do their own thing or follow their goals and dreams and interests and whatnot. And um, while I'm still following my creativity, I just recently, for example, finished um, a portrait of a woman who sadly passed away last year. And... Um, it was well received, maybe not as good as I hoped, but you know it's a very picky subject when you make a picture, a portrait of someone who died. You know, it's it's not exactly uh, the most happiest thing to do. But I wanted to pay tribute to the woman who passed away, so I thought uh, making a portrait specifically for her daughter might be, you know, a good thing to do, or at least a decent thing to do instead of, you know, sending her, I don't know, flowers or candy and bullshit like that. Stuff that nobody really needs. That's what I'm talking about. And um, I have nothing to do with her. She's just a friend, you know, a pretty kind woman, actually. But um, yeah, I just wanted to do that. I just felt like I I had the, the obligation to do it. And it was fun. I did like doing that portrait. And I, that's, again, something I could have only done by finding the peace and quiet in my own home in uh, the time that I have, which is not exactly much since I still work, you know, day job-wise somewhere else where I sometimes don't really want to be. In this day and age, I have to admit my job is kind of fun. And aside from those those things like the... The occasional portrait, which I don't do very often. I don't like drawing people's faces, really. Um, It's not really my thing. I think I can do it after a longer period of time. I can actually, you know, resemble a face somehow and build something together that someone might recognize. But it's not always... uh, It's not always fun to do. You know, drawing comics is much more interesting to me personally. Or uh, painting. Uh, you know, and which I, I still haven't done in, in quite a while. But I've been working on my novel. Yet again, I'm bringing 
a chapter forward that was a bit tough to write for me. Um, not because of the subject itself, but because I just couldn't find really a connection to the next part of the story. And I try to fix that now. And I think I'm on a pretty good track with that. So, so the book is getting a bit, bit larger, a few more pages now. Um, I still haven't counted how many pages I have. I think only 110 or 120. <laughs> no more than that. I'm still hanging in there, okay? Um, Music-wise, I'm not doing uh, that much either. It's been a rather busy week at work. Um, not that much time in my private life at the moment. A friend of mine still wants a few uh, comic book materials or, you know, comic book-based illustrations in that style anyway for... Uh, one of his own personal projects on his website. That's going to take me a while to actually get my head around that, to find the time to actually do it. Um, and, uh, of course, my mountain bike is still a very interesting and necessary hobby for me. My body just needs it right now. It feels like to me like I'm, I'm almost addicted to this kind, of, uh, this kind of leg abuse or cardio abuse, if you will, or training anyway. And... Um, just yesterday, actually, I went outside because the weather was just fine. We had around 22, 23 degrees, which, you know, is, is not really much, but it's not it's not cold either. It was actually quite, uh, it was warm enough, let's say. If, if, you're, if you're riding your bike for, let's say, a whole hour in the sunlight, it, it might not be that much fun. <laughs> but since everything is, you know, filled with trees and mountains and all that kind of stuff in my area, uh, let's say hilltops anyway, um, you do find lots of forest territory to go through and also hiking hiking trails and bicycle trails. And I had to use one of them to reach um, something like a dam. It's not necessarily a dam. It's just like a collection of water that's being used there to, uh, to protect nature, I suppose. I'm not really sure what it is, what they do with it. It's not drinking water and it's not allowed to swim in there. It's just like a government funded water plant. And you just walk there and you can, you know, uh, hang around. Everyone is, is, is free to go there and just, you know, you can walk around that, that water plant and just take a few pictures. You know, it's like a tiny lake of, of sorts. And, um, I, I always wanted to go there. I knew I saw that place years ago. And I posted some on Instagram, those two pictures, in case you want to look at it. Um, it's, uh, it's very peaceful, very quiet. And to my surprise, there was no one there. No one. I'm not sure where they all went. You know, it, it's a sunny day, but not too hot. And people go places. Not everyone goes for a swim. So I expected, actually, a little bit of traffic there. You know, some people actually maybe to bump into, maybe someone even know. There was no one. Absolutely empty. After I left, I just, I just you know, drove around that plant in a, in a circle. And then back to the exit. And then, you know, back to, to, to the road I came from. And... I, I bumped into two people, one old guy, one younger guy, and they both were also, you know, riding their, their bicycles. I'm not sure if it was an e-bike or not. I didn't care. But we just said hi and nodded and just, just you know, I, I went my way. That is it. There was no one else in sight. Fucking empty. On a day like this, at the weekend. And I'm not sure what's going on. Either people are just dying around me, everyone has been gone because of COVID or something, or been swallowed by a black hole, 
that was new to me that I, I I don't even see anyone on the street. I did see some cars, of course, you know, people drive all the time. But uh, on, on these beautiful uh, countrysides with a little bit of nature here and nature there, a, a water plant, that's it. No one, no one goes there. It's actually for hiking or for taking a walk. It's not a national treasure, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not beautiful either, but it's quite peaceful. And I do remember 10 years ago when I've been there the last time, it was crowded. Inline skates, bicycle, kids playing, all that crap. And no one there today, uh, yesterday. God knows why, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, the, the feeling I have when I'm riding that bicycle, it, it, it gives me the feeling that I am somewhere else. I think that's why I like to, to ride the bicycle. It's not, it's not like I'm in the same area in my mind. I'm like in a completely different dimension in my own personal zone. And I do realize when people, you know, walk up to me or if they, you know, pass me, they greet me. Most people here are quite friendly. At least the, the, the natives are, uh, most of them anyway. And uh, occasionally you, you do find a tourist too. You know, you just instantly recognize them. <laughs> as soon as they open their mouths and they have a different dialect, you know those poor bastards are not from around here. But um, for me personally, it's like being in a, in a movie. In a, in a different, like I said, different dimension, in a place I like to craft in my head, an escape, if you will, or my own video game, a comic book story, whatever, you know, it's just, I, I'm just not here, and I don't want to be. I like isolating myself as much as I can. Uh, I've been living here in this, um, in this, this great outback area, far away from the next town, um, I'm, I'm in a really suburban area, okay? And I, I know I've talked about this quite a lot, and I just wanted to, you know, remind you that I'm living here in, in the woods, if you will, surrounded by a few people here, a few houses, and that's it. That's, that's all there is, and there is a lot here for its size. We actually have a shop nearby, you know, to buy groceries and whatever is necessary, some appliances, and that's it. And you don't really need more than that if you're looking for peace. And I am looking for peace, believe me. Um, aside from, from that, the, the point I'm trying to make today, or at least the topic I wanted to scratch before going to bed, is um, I had an interesting moment a few weeks ago. I didn't talk about it before. I wanted to. But um, I kind of hesitated. Because it was weird. It was really weird. I think two weeks ago, when I was in the woods, again, it was quite warm. It was in the morning. You know, I, I didn't want to get the full heat over noon or, that, let's say, in the afternoon when it gets even hotter, when just before the sun sets and stuff like that. Maybe not the afternoon, but you, you know what I mean, okay? You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When it gets too warm, I'm not, I don't like to be outside. I kind of melt. My mind goes berserk. I cannot drink enough. It's impossible to stay focused, and it's very exhausting. I don't like doing that. I'm not a friend of the sun, anyway. Not, not in this way particular, but whatever. You know, it's just it's one of my my one of my personal defects, I guess. When I was younger, the heat didn't really uh, taunt me that much, but today, in this day and age, I'm 43 now. I do feel kind of weak <laughs> when the sun hits me directly. When I'm exposed to sunlight the whole day, it really messes me up. I, I don't like it. Uh, 
but uh, since you're protected in the woods, most likely you have you're always in the shades for the most part, anyway. Um, the air is great. You know, this this it's so refreshing to breathe that 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 forest air, being surrounded by nature. It's 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 a great experience. It's something I really don't want to miss anymore. But on that day, I felt like I was in need of a female body. Okay, not like in in the terms of a relationship or anything like that. I wasn't looking for love, but I was kind of yearning for uh, physical contact, which I occasionally do. Everyone does, I guess. You know, having. Having a woman beside you is sometimes a pretty nice experience. I think we can all agree on that. And on that day, I was thinking about it. There was no one to talk to. I didn't want to call anybody or, you know, establish anything because there wasn't anyone there that I could talk to. I just was thinking about it while I was abusing my legs in the woods. So when I was riding back on the same day, I got a text message from a woman I once knew. And that surprised me on that specific day when I was thinking about this topic, a woman. And she was presenting herself, and I'm not kidding here. She was texting me over WhatsApp, okay? Then she tried to call me instantly because I responded and said, yeah, I know who you are, you know? But I didn't answer the call because was, that was a bit annoying. I, was, I just came out of the shower after writing, you know, and I just made some food. And the phone rang. I thought, what the fuck is going on? So, and um, she introduced herself as an, a former neighbor of mine, okay? And she's around, I think today, let me, let me think, 45, 46, I think. I don't think much older than that. She was a, somewhere near my age. And it's true, we, we, we used to be neighbors. Before I started moving around, I had a, a tiny little comfy apartment for myself. And... Um, she was living, I was living on ground level, first floor, I had two neighbors, and on the top floor, underneath the, the roof, if you will, an, an attic type of apartment, uh, there, was, there was that woman in the end. She moved in after someone else moved out because of personal issues. She needed the apartment, the price was good, and she had one kid. A grown-up son moved out years ago, and she had a, a small boy who was uh, kind of a spoiled brat, and he lived with his mom together, single mom, of course. And I remember when she moved in, she quickly made friends with one of the neighbors because they came from the same area from North Germany. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they bonded quickly. And they started, you know, like meeting each other, having coffee, going out, that kind of stuff. And she instantly, and I'm not kidding, I'm not trying to brag, but she instantly showed an interest in me because I was living downstairs and obviously single. But during that time when I met her as a neighbor, I also met my last girlfriend back then from a shop nearby. And uh, I'm glad I took that girlfriend back then, even though she wasn't, she wasn't the right one for me and I wasn't the right one for, for her. But we did it anyway, and it worked out for around four years, at least, you know. So that, that was my last experience and the final one by the, in, in, in this regard. But um, she was uh, still insisting that I spend time with, my, my, with her, with my, my neighbor, you know. Uh, first of all, for being a little bit jealous 
uh, somewhat of a control freak, and she could not stand the fact that I didn't show enough interest to her. Now, I have to admit she wasn't ugly. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say she was my type, but she had something that was attractive. She had a look in her eye, and, and there was this, this uh, she had a very, let's say, um, sophisticated persona when she stood in front of you or tried to talk to you and stuff like that. Self-confidence was definitely there, which I don't mind in a woman, really. It's not about that. But it's a way, it was about the attitude later on, which she revealed and showed to be quite unpolite, to be to be frank. <laughs> you know, we had once coffee in my apartment. Before I came together with my girlfriend, I was... I, th I said to her, okay, we can have a cup of coffee, but, you know, that's it. Just, just talking as neighbors. I never laid a hand on that woman, I swear. And she knew she had no chance, but she was still insisting to, you know, get closer to me somehow. And um, while we were drinking coffee in my apartment, she kind of got fed up because of some reason and tried to show off and moved around in my apartment opening up cupboards and drawers and stuff like that, just, you know, fooling around, messing around with my stuff, looking what I have, what I possess, for whatever reason. And that made me furious. That's just not really nice to do. I don't do that to anyone else. And this woman thought she can do that to me. So, you know, she grabbed some, some snacks and said, can I have these? You don't need them. You don't have to eat them. Can I have these? I have nothing at home. And, you know, just this kind of asocial behavior. I have no idea what the fuck she was doing there. But I, I you know, I, I told her, look, that's enough. Please leave. I have to, you know, I have to get up in the morning. I got to go to work. So that was the last time we actually had some kind of meeting anyway. Afterwards, she actually got to know my girlfriend when I made it official that I was together with her. And she was jealous from, from the start. But there's no way of avoiding that, you know, she was living in the same fucking house. So when my girlfriend came over and she was there, it kind of pissed her off anyway when she saw that she was visiting me once again. She also had my, my apartment key, all that, you know. So it kind of moved quickly after a while. And uh, then I do remember that she was playing the most asocial prick on the planet by going to my ex-girlfriend's workplace, which was, you know, like like a like a... Not a grocery store, but but a drink shop. You know, just water supply, juice, beer, whatever. There's a typical store for that in Germany. I'm not sure if you have that in America or elsewhere, but you know, it's, if if you're thirsty and there's a specific shop for liquids, no matter if water, juice, beer, alcohol in general, or just the healthy stuff, you can find it there. And you get all kinds of supplies. You know, like tons of it. And uh, she used to work there to finance her studies and university, and yeah, she was younger. Um, well, my, my, my neighbor actually went to her workplace and just talked nonsense, was trash-talking to her for a while, claiming that she believed that we split up. You know, and she, my ex-girlfriend back then was really pissed and said, why, why would we split up? We just, we just came together. You know, what, where do you get this information? And then she got pissed and just ran away. You know, and we talked about this and I said, look, forget it. She's just a bit jealous or not. She tried to get close to me and she has no chance and she still has none. And the reason why I'm saying this is very clear. Um, I made some comparisons with, I, I made compare, 
book him. Sorry, my um, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm, I swear, I'm just I swallowed my tongue. I compared her behavior with the behavior of other women that I met, and there are many similarities that unfortunately just surface, and which are uh, quite annoying and unpleasant. And it's the fact that if someone really cannot get what they want, they start being very aggressive, trying to man- manipulate people around them or the ones that they targeted. And it's, uh, it's a poor sign of human behavior or character strength, which she had none. Uh, quite frankly, she actually had problems with the landlord in that house. And I do remember, and I shit you not, that my landlord was someone who actually sexually abused uh, the women in that building. Um, not sexually abusing in forms of actual rape. That's not what I mean. It never went that far. But he was a bit harsh when it comes to touching, you know, when he, when he saw breasts you know, or tried to get kisses for free, that kind of stuff. And the guy is 70 years old back then, okay? So um, never happened to me. And I, I was in good standing with the landlord. He left me alone. He left my girlfriend alone. For some reason, he liked me. But he never liked the other ones and tried to just harass them, you know. And... Um, I tried to talk to my landlord once about that topic, and I said, look, I heard some stuff about you that you did this and that, and he denied it, you know, said, no, no, I, I didn't do anything. Um, they're just angry with me because of some disagreement, or they, they don't want to pay the rent, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. So it was his words against theirs, and I just left it with that. I can't call the police because there is no evidence, you know, that would just make everything worse, I suppose. So I talked to my neighbors and said, look, if that abuse that you told me, that you've been touched by him, that you've been, uh, you know, grabbed or, you know, groomed by him, whatever, you know, it, it, call the cops for fuck's sake. You know, he can't do that. If, if, if it really happened, you got to do something. I cannot help you with that. I talked to him, and he defends himself by saying it never happened. He's saying that you're lying, which I did not believe, of course, but there was something that actually took place. And the funny thing is, though, um, the landlord was a charming guy. He was. He was old, but he was charming. He had. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was talking about, how he, ne- how he needed to talk and present himself. That's what I mean. And when the new neighbor came in, the one hitting on me, she kind of bonded with that landlord rather quickly because I noticed he went to her place very often. Um, He was being very charming to her. And something happened between the two. I don't know what. Then it became obviously for her too much. In this case, I got to defend her and say whatever happened was probably not really appropriate. She threw him out and... The funny thing is, the landlord wrote, he, you know, he, he knew his way around laptops and, and internet and computer. He wasn't that old. And he was starting to write uh, love poems and emails and stuff about, you know, sec- with sexual content and send them all to her. And the reason why I know this is I found those emails and she printed them out. That was the way how angry she was and stuck them to the walls inside the house, you know, in the corridor. When I came home from work, I saw those pages and I could not believe what was on them. And I read them all and thought, wow, this is insane, you know. And again, I made the suggestion, this is obvious abuse, not only verbally, but he was obviously, you know, doing something to you. And this is proof that he was you know, trying to get closer to you, or even thinking of romance and stuff like that, you got to go to the police. And she didn't want to. Uh, 
All she wanted to do was to move out. Eventually, she did and left. Now, my, uh, my, from my point of view, the only thing I know is it's true that the landlord was a bit, a bit you know, creepy. Let's put it that way. For everything else, I only have hearsay. I do not know if it really happened. The emails were real. The content in the emails were real. And the, this, this romantic fantasizing of his uh, sick mind, let's put it that way. Well, I don't want to call him sick, but I think you can call him that, considering the fact that he was writing about stuff like, I, I'm dreaming of you and lying naked next to you and your warm body, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And I swear to God that was in that email. Okay, and you could see all the other information who, who sent the email, which email address, what time, date, it was all printed. And I don't, th- I don't think that was fake, that was real. So I guess he had a crush on her, okay? Maybe several times on other people, but he tried to get close to her. So I think that was the reason why he gave her the apartment in the first place, you know, like easy prey. So I, in her defense, he must have been, been guilty of all the charges, at least most of them anyway, and he went too far, that's it, okay? And it was never police involved, I don't know why. Should have, did. I mean, I, there's not much I can do about it. If I call the police, for example, okay, and the landlord accuses me of, of I don't know, ridiculing his name, of slander and all that kind of crap. And if, if the women don't want this kind of attention because they're afraid of, of the kind of confrontation, they will deny everything just to settle everything down to not get busted, to not pay for anything, to not get too much attention, to not brag this out into the open so that everyone else can hear it. If, if stuff like this happens, they have to come forward, and then I would give them my support. But if they don't want to, I cannot force them. Unless there was real crime involved with physical abuse, and for that I have no proof. Nothing. So everything else is just, it's still from my perspective, more hearsay than anything else. That only, to my personal defense, I have to be careful with these things before I do anything drastically. There has to be more to that. You know, if, if it was clear that a child has been touched by him, which he never did, I'm just saying that as an example, it's a different case entirely and there would be a, a whole outrage and I would bet my ass off that the police would be there within 24 hours without me having to do anything. But this was about the women themselves and the mess they have gotten themselves into somehow. Maybe volunteering, maybe not, I don't know. But my neighbor was a part of that at the time, and she wanted to move out as quickly as possible, and she had enough problems as it was. So, uh, starting a war with the landlord, you know, calling him all sorts of names, and then, you know, threatening with police, actually, in the end, at least, or with a lawyer. And uh, eventually... I think, if I remember correctly, nothing has been done. She just left and found a a better place to live. And uh, after that, I never heard from her again. And that was six years ago, until this this WhatsApp text. And um, now, despite those allegations, despite the fights between her and the landlord and whatever kind of abuse that took place, um, I have to still say, I do not like that person. I do not like this woman. She is not sympathetic at all. And I tested that on that same evening when I was drinking coffee with her and invited her in. You know, I, I was actually even making a cake on that day and giving it to her. And I don't even remember what she said. I do remember that her son was there too. And um, uh, I think 
the other neighbor, the old friend of hers in the same building, contacted me, talk, contacted me once. We talked. We met. And uh, we, we talked about her, you know, the one that moved out. And I don't want to use any names here, but she told me that she met someone from a different town in the area, like half an hour away. And she was dating him and trying something with him. And I think that worked out for two years, if anything at all. And then he dumped her. And that I'm sure of. And, for you know, this kind of woman is a bit difficult to deal with. And uh, all these allegations from before, just put that aside. The attitude of that woman is insane. Um, I've noticed in that moment when she was drinking coffee with me, that something is wrong with her, that she is really in search of, of control badly. And I noticed that she's desperate for attention. I mean, really, really, really fucking desperate. And it proved, once again, six years later, when she kind of miraculously found my number somehow. I don't remember giving it to her, to be honest, but it could be that, you know, the, the her, her friend gave my number to her because... In her text messages, she mentioned her name, the neighbor's name, and they both had the idea probably to contact me, thinking that, you know, because I moved away and admitted to one of them that my relationship was over, which was uh, something I've written two years ago, I think, or three almost. And now all of a sudden that number reappears, my number reappears, and she suddenly decided to text me. So that was peculiar, you know, that was a bit weird, to be honest. And from the way that she was writing, I knew, you just read this between the lines, how fucking desperate she was to get attention. And I don't want to brag, and I don't like being this kind of guy, but I swear to you, I could have snapped my fingers and she would have sucked me off on the same day. I didn't want to do that. Really did not want to. And she she lives like right next door almost, not in the same town, thank God. Uh, different area, but still close enough. It's like a few minute drive. And I could have some kind of fun or action, you know, like hit it and quit it, that kind of stuff, right? Just hit her in the sack and, and have some fun and then leave. But that's exactly what I did not want to do. And she made it so easy for me to say yes, okay? And it's not like she was behaving like a slut, no. Uh, that's not the case. She wasn't texting or, you know, sending me uh, naughty pictures, that kind of stuff, nothing. And I'm thankful for that. I didn't want to see that. But it was just, for me personally, very annoying to actually read that, to sense clearly that she was on to something. And not just for the, the act of possible sex, but she wanted to have a boyfriend badly. And I just knew it in my blood. This is a mistake to even, to even meet her. And she tried, you know, again to say, why don't you come with me for, you know, a drink or a coffee? Let, let's meet, let's hook up. And I never responded to that first text. And after, uh, I think a day, next day anyway, she, she texted me again, when do you want to meet? And I just marked that, that text and responded to it directly and said, I'm thinking about it. And that's it. That's all I wrote. And then she started, you know, saying, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't want to disturb you. I said, you're not disturbing me and just trying to understand, <laughs> you know, what's going on. And the second strategy or idea that she had, the second idea was, let's go to the movies. There's a new Nicolas Cage film that she wanted to see. And I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, again, no, I don't, I don't want to go to the movies. So I checked, you know, I was thinking about it, 
maybe Nicolas Cage, maybe a different movie, depending what was running at the time, something interesting to me. So I, I checked the program, the schedule of, of the, you know, the nearest theater. I uh, looked at the program, looked at the movies, and then I texted her back and said, sorry, I, can't, I cannot watch any of these movies. Absolutely not. It's n- no fun. And I left it with her. And she tried to convince me, come on, let's go to the movies. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. And I said, no. Simply no. And I never responded back to that. And I think she got the message and stopped texting me entirely. And look, I know this sounds rude of me to say that, but look, you got to trust me on this. This woman is crazy. I have my reasons. Um, guys, if, if or, or girls, whoever is listening, if you meet a person like that, especially, specifically as a man when you meet a woman like that, of course you can just go for it and date that woman and do with her whatever the fuck you want. And I could have done that. I'm not a stud by, by all means. I'm like, I'm like a fucking stick figure, okay? And in this day and age, for some reason, I am having less and less fun thinking about this random casual shit. Unless, of course, you find someone who is really appealing to you or to me. Then I would think about it for sure. But I know this woman. I just know her. I know how she behaves. And I know for a fucking fact that she will not change her negative controlling attitude. She's jealous as fuck, even though we were never together. She was jealous for the fact that she could not have me and had to deal with the fact that I said no to her and, you know, took somebody else who was better to me at the time anyway. Not in the long run. We talked about that. I'm always in bad luck. But no, sorry. Uh, The way she was behaving in my apartment, showing that she wants to be the boss right now, like instantly, for fuck's sake, you, you just got in here. Okay, you're drinking my coffee, eating my cake that I made for you as a guest. And all you do is go through my stuff, my cupboards, the stuff that I I possess. And you make jokes about that. You want to take something with you? What kind of bullshit is that? That's not flirting, for fuck's sake. That's not. That's just behaving like an asshole. So I never let that woman back into my apartment. Never. (laughs) That was over for me, you know. And now this. I mean, look, the the guy she met, I, I don't know who that was. I have no idea. But I'm sure as hell that he had enough balls to say, look, we had fun. I banged you a couple of times. You got a great kid, but you're nuts. And I'm leaving. Goodbye. And that's it. Okay. This, this, she is behaving like a witch. And I guarantee you, if she cannot get what she wants for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure why, why she's that spoiled. I, I really don't know. It, it makes me furious to think about this kind of stuff because it makes no sense. But there must have been something wrong with her or whatever she experienced with her parents years ago before when she was brought up and then letting loose on the world and then, you know, starting dating. Then, then she met a guy and got two kids with him and was married for, I think, over 10 or 15 years. And then she got divorced and then she goes fucking berserk. Now, I'm not quite sure why. I think... According to her story, if that is even correct, she ended that relationship and she wanted the divorce because she was unhappy. I think she was behaving like a bitch back then, making his life miserable. And he said, you know what? I had enough. Do whatever you want. And they got separated. And her version is, I ended it with him because I deserve better. For sure. Okay, I have no entire proof of that. I never talked to her ex-husband. Why would I? But um, I'm sorry, but because of her extremely negative and asocial behavior, I have to think that her version is not true. 
I don't trust her enough to even believe anything of that. The stuff with the landlord is a different case, of course, because I had more more data to work with there, you know, more information. But her fucking story back then makes no sense. No, I don't trust her. I do not believe. I don't care. And, you know, all these years later, she had dates. Of course she had. She's not ugly. She looks the part. She was actually quite tiny, you know, around 160 or 65 in height. Uh, wearing leather boots, this kind of stuff, you know, always dressed in a specific leather jacket style. She looked sassy, let's put it that way. She wasn't really pretty, but she was somehow attractive. Um, not necessarily physically, to be honest. She was just tiny and looking sweet in this leather jacket outfit. So, you know, many guys like that, for sure. And if you didn't know any better, you would probably just date her, date her and, and, you know, bang her to, to smithereens and maybe maybe re regret that decision in the morning, right? So um, that just made me thinking while I was reading those texts and, you know, I, I was actually considering meeting her for, for going to the movies. And I just asked myself, why? Why is it necessary for her to date exactly that type of woman? And her in, in, in particular, that person, why should I do that? Am I desperate? No, I am not. Is it necessary for me? I, of course I yearned for a woman. That's true. I did. I wanted to feel that again, just for fun, because it's, it is fun. It is nice. But she presents herself, and with her comes all that baggage, you know, the pressure, the, uh, the expectations, the, 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 the clinging, the, the, the desperation for for. A relationship she cannot just like many other women she cannot live alone it's not possible and she's getting bitter from this she's getting negative more negative than ever before she's bitter she's disappointed she's she's angry and looking for a solution to end her loneliness because her sons are growing older and they live their own lives but she's still there alone and has no one maybe a couple of friends sure why not you know, she's, she's capable of social contact. She knows how to talk. But convincing a man to stay for someone like that, what does she bring to the table? Exactly. Nothing. She has a good job. Okay, fine. That's good for her. She can support herself and finance everything that's good. She makes more, more than me, which is not really a secret. I don't make much money. I don't need to. Sometimes I, I, I wish I, I could, but, you know, it's not the way my life works right now. Maybe sometime later, who knows? Maybe I just die... I don't give a fuck. But this woman is capable of taking care of herself. But just like the other story I told you a couple of weeks or months ago about this blog that I read where this very intriguing and interesting woman in her late 40s said the following in Germany. At least I can only speak for Germany because she was she is a German. It is not possible for a woman to grow old in dignity without a boyfriend or a husband. And that is true. It's true to the fucking core. There is something to that. Of course, some move beyond that. And they have learned to just live by themselves because they had the life that they wanted. They ended that life or the life, this life, this relationship was ended for other reasons like death, for example or a, a different case of, of, of tragedy altogether. And then it's fine. It's not beautiful. It's not nice. It's, it's, of course, a sad story. I get that. But sometimes these people, they just make a cut. 
in those in those moments in their experience in life and they say okay i had a great relationship i love my my husband my wife more than anything she was taken from me i do not need anyone else and they settle with that mindset and they stick to themselves they do whatever they can to stay healthy to be good to their friends and family but no one else is going to replace the husband or boyfriend that they had vice versa and I respect that. That's a massively mature way of thinking about life. It's not always necessary for you to find a new uh, love, if you will. And if you really had that feeling that your partner was the best version you could actually ask for, then why take the risk in meeting someone else if you don't really want to? You know, if, if there's nothing you personally believe to gain, why go fishing? Why go hunting? Why present yourself? if you don't want to. So that's it. But others, you know, many, many others, most people, actually, they always make the same experience. I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy, 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 unhappy. On end like a red thread through the fucking forest. It never stops. And then they got, get separated. They look again, you know, because most people, they just can't live alone. They go berserk. They go crazy. They, they become desperate and sad and depressive and don't know what to do with their fucking time. Well, there you have it, folks. And these people, they always walk in circles in the end, always looking for something they cannot have, always looking for something that is trying to make them happy or give them fulfillment. Or, or a reason to live, a reason to exist, a purpose in life. When in truth, you should actually figure that out by yourself, what to do with your life and not really be dependent upon another person. But that's something most people have to learn, I suppose, in time. Well, and this, this woman here, this, um, like I said, I, I stopped uh, contacting her. I might receive a text message from her someday, but I think she gave up. And it's good that way. And I ask you again, if you're sitting there and you know exactly that trouble is looking ahead, is it really worth it to actually do it when you know instantly that you do not want to have anything to do with that person, not even a little bit of fun? Then don't do it. Stay where you are. Stay home. Stay true to yourself. Be patient if you're really looking for someone. Maybe not looking per se, not like, you know, hunting and shit like that. And don't go online, for fuck's sake, they're all just Tinder crap. No. Get some balls, don't do this shit. You're just making yourself unhappy. But this, this, kind, of, uh, this kind of stuff needs to stop. You know, you just, you, you have to know what it is that you want. And when you're satisfied with the person that you are, you're not, you, there is no reason to be desperate for contact to another person if it only creates more misery and despair and problems. I mean, fuck the sakes, please. You know, you can get much, much better people to do that with instead of falling into a trap with a person who might, you know, is trying to drag you into something that you do not want. So I, uh, I'm glad that I... I stayed true to my own personal beliefs. I knew it was a bad idea. I felt it was a bad idea. And I stand by that. And I'm glad that I did the right thing and just left her alone. And, you know, just let her loose. Go and, you know, bug somebody else. Destroy someone else's life. 
You don't have to do that with me. I learned my lessons. Get the fuck away. Now, it, it might be true that I'm reacting a bit too harsh. However, I can guarantee you I have met her in person. I know exactly what kind of person she is. And I stand by my decision. She is bad news because she never learns and doesn't want to. And I'm absolutely sure of that. But I know also, this is where I'm trying to save my, uh, <laughs> my, my point of view, giving her a chance by saying there is maybe someone out there who can actually heal that woman. You know, heal the bitterness inside of her, calm her down, get her both of her feet on back onto the ground, being less aggressive, being less desperate, being more at peace with herself. And I'm not sure who that person is, but I do wish for her that she finds that person if she's capable of doing that. Everything else is nonsense. Whatever she puts into her head, whatever person she's targeting, it's not going to work out. Not the way she's doing it, not the way she's handling it. Well, that was all I wanted to talk to you about today. That was just um, something I wanted to get off my chest. That is, uh, the timing was so weird that it actually happened on a day where I thought to myself, I need someone to, you know, for action. I needed some action. And then she writes me and I thought, Jesus, you know, this, this can't be right. You know, I, I must have done something wrong or dialed the wrong number in the universe to get down to her. That was just not really what I wanted. So, uh, enough. I, uh, yeah, maybe some people would, would say to me, you know, you're fucking stupid. Why didn't you bang her, man? I said, no, 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 no. no. It's, it's not about that. It's really, first of all, look, that, that's not a challenge to do that. It's kind of, I wouldn't say boring, but it's about the personality of that person. She's unattractive to me. That's the point. I wouldn't have any fun having sex with her. For what reason? I had women like that, the type of woman. I don't need that again. I really don't. I, was, I, would, I would rather look for something else, just someone nicer, I suppose, you know, or whoever I might meet. I'm open to that, but I'm, like I said, I'm very careful, and I just... I have uh, my own set of, of standards, you know, my own set of rules, and I just don't do these things anymore. So that's okay. And uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always paying attention to my spider sense. That's the right way to put it, I think. If my sense tells me there's something fishy going on, don't do it. Don't stick it in there. Bad idea. Now, before I close this, um, I don't want to go back to my old relationships. They're not really worth talking about. But I mentioned, I, um, no, I didn't mention anybody. I, I, I know someone from work, a, a great woman, at least in my perspective anyway. Um, she's been working for the company for God knows how many years. I think more than 10. And uh, she's a, a stunning personality because her behavior is always, always, always professional, super polite. She does her job. And above all, strikingly beautiful and I left her alone I never really talked to her I have not not much to do with her she's not working in my department or anything like that but let's say in this in, in an office next to my colleagues so so to speak all right and she's really if, if I tell you she's she's beautiful I really mean beautiful she has something about her that is so uh, radiant and and bright and positive that you just have a good feeling when you look at her 
You know, I'm not being rom- romantic or anything. It's not like I have feelings for her. But I just noticed these, these things, that there are huge differences between her and other people. And um, someone told me a while ago, and I'm talking about like a year ago, they told me that she was single. And I said, you got to be shitting me. She's never single. It's impossible. A woman radiant like that one, you know, any, any man would want her, really anyone. And uh, they, they were persistent and said, no, she is single for years now. She's been staying alone for such a long time. They didn't know why, and I couldn't believe it. I'm not even sure if that information is correct. I never asked her because that's none of my business. I just get this information like, you know, like a wildfire when it spreads and, you know, based on rumors. And we all know how dangerous rumors can be, right? So I just left it there and never really talked about it again. And recently, um, let's say a year later, uh, I just, I, I talked to a, a, a good colleague of mine, someone who works directly with me and knows her privately. And I, I asked her, what's her deal anyway? Is it true that just, she's actually single or has been single for so long? And uh, then I, 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 I got told or I was told that she actually found someone and she's getting engaged quickly. So I thought, okay, that's good news. I was happy for her because... I didn't really understand why a woman like that would want to be alone. Maybe bad experiences, maybe something really terrible happened. I have no idea. You know, the emotional distress there cannot really be judged properly without any kind of information. I didn't want to jump to conclusions, so I just left it there. Okay, uh, being single for eons and eons and eons, and then suddenly finding someone who supposedly is treating her really, really well. So that's great, right? That's just perfect. And I have to admit, there was a time where I was thinking to myself, if I should actually take a shot and get close to her somehow. And I'm glad I never did that. And I know that sounds crazy when I say it, because she's really stunning. And I'm not saying that I had a chance of of any kind. I don't even know. I never tried. So I can't answer that. But... um, I had super negative experiences at the workplace when doing stuff like that. And I I learned the hard way that you should not fuck the company. Do not fuck the people you work with. It's a bad idea. It's a really, really bad idea. And I had so so much trouble that this actually kind of cured me for being too horny at work and, you know, starting to do shit that I might regret later on. And, uh, for, for, for the argument here, for my reasoning, um, just the idea that there might be something possible between us, which of course is not the case, never was, but just, just saying, just suppose, what would happen if I would approach her in a maybe positive spot, somewhere just where nobody disturbs us, just you know the two of us, and I try hitting on her or telling her how I might feel, that I'm interested in her, maybe you want to go out on, on a date, you want to have a drink, that kind of stuff. You know, that was too dangerous for me to do that. I really did not want to jeopardize the positive work uh, um, environment that I have built up for myself in there. And it took me three years, the past three fucking years, yeah, almost three years, to get there. To leave an old shitty uh, department that was running terrible, still is running terrible now, and I managed to leave that department to be 
employed in a completely different kind of, of, of work zone and work style and class. And that took some 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 energy and some patience on my part because you know if, if the in my company diplomacy, diplomatic work, paperwork, and all that bureaucracy in there runs extremely slow. And if you have a wish that you want something done or something changed, forget it. It's a nightmare in there. It really is. It's fucking brutal. But eventually I had some luck this time. So I changed everything to my personal benefit. I have a great job right now. Um, I have superb colleagues to work with. I can call anybody. and Everyone is happy and kind when they hear me, when they can do something for me. That's great. Why should I jeopardize that? Why should I walk up to someone I occasionally work with to make her feel uncomfortable asking her out? I don't want to do that. I really don't. If she would be working in a completely different department where you don't see each other that often, you know, I might think about it. But even then I would be hesitating because I really had enough of negative experiences for once. And I am not that kind of a desperate guy that I think to myself, I need that person right away. She has to be mine. I'm sorry, but those days are over. Not, I just, I can't think in these directions anymore. It makes no, no, no sense in my head. I don't see the logic there. My logic is I want my peace and fucking quiet at work to do my job, to pay my rent, to be able to actually afford the hobbies that I enjoy, to continue uh, making progress on my own personal projects and, uh, and, and, and um, the, the online university I'm doing. I'm financing all this from the job. And I don't want to jeopardize that. All of this stuff I'm doing is more important to me than a pair of tits or a nice face. I know that sounds harsh. I am sorry. But it's true. My values, not necessarily anyone else's, but they're mine. That's why I'm very, I'm very strict about that. I'm very persistent with my, my own discipline to not mess up, to not fuck up the, these things. If I meet someone outside, somewhere else, that, a person that has nothing to do with my job and nothing to do with, the, with my neighborhood or living exactly here in the same space, it's a different case. Okay, then I could do something. I could actually do something, any kind of action or entertainment or just, you know, harmless dating. Like, hey, hi, how, how you doing? You want a coffee? That's it, then I go home. I don't have to touch or anything. You know, just, I can do anything. I can go for the full program, hit it, have fun, have sex, maybe even start a relationship at one point in, in time, some, I don't know, maybe a hundred years from now but not at the workplace. What I need more in this day and age than ever before is really peace. Peace, prosperity, um, um, what's the other word I'm, I'm forgetting? Oh, never mind, I just want peace. I just want everlasting fucking peace like in a grave. That's what I'm looking for. Until maybe, just maybe, somebody pops up comes to me or I'm, I bump into somebody, maybe something could work out there. You know, just by chance, by coincidence, just let life happen. I understand that. I value these things, believe it or not. But until then, I believe a lot of time is going to pass. And I'm okay with that. I am not afraid. I am not scared. 
I am a little bit scared of the future, but for financial reasons. I did talk about that because my future is going to be grim thanks to this fantastic country here. But <laughs> that's a different story. But uh, emotionally speaking, because of the lack of, let's say, love or relationships and stuff like that, I don't think I have to be afraid of that. Whatever happens is going to fall into place. It's not on my table right now. It's not really in, in, my, in my, my, uh, my aim, not my goal, and not my interest, certainly. It might be someday. I'm leaving that out there as an option. But everything else just has to work to make me feel good. To be happy about myself, that I can actually maintain an, an, an orderly balance so I don't go insane. Because all the trouble I had before, oh man, I did talk about that. If you're interested, you can you know, zap into one of these other podcasts and uh, just, I had enough. I really, really have had enough. Even though I have my moments where I think to myself, I need a woman, maybe I'm going to buy one. You know, just good old fashioned hooker stuff. I don't mind that too much. Why should I? It's just sex, so who cares, right? But if you're looking for more than that, I really have to pull the brakes on that one. At least for now, anyway. But that doesn't mean that I cannot be happy for someone else who has found maybe true love or just something really positive and constructive for themselves. That's okay. I'm fine with that. I support those people. If it makes you happy, go for it. It's fine. But when it's about myself, different rules. The end. Okay, so that being said... I can finally go to bed with a smile on my face. It's, it's 9 p.m. here in Germany right now. I have to get up at 4. So um, I better hit the sack. I'm getting a bit tired. I will be back with another podcast about Peter Gabriel, the album that is hopefully uh, soon to be released or at least in reach somehow, maybe being teased at some point. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm just, I'm not giving my hopes up because Gabriel is still for me personally the absolute best. And we are going to talk later on, about great, fantastic music by this unbelievable genius. And I'm not over-exaggerating. <laughs> over I just love the guy, really, a lot. Um, we had his uh, discography, the, um, his, his first album, second, third, fourth, up to the Up album. And um, the next one would be probably some later projects like the Scratch My Back album or I'll Scratch Yours, which was the second album from other artists covering Peter Gabriel's material, Scratch My Back, was a cover album covering uh, some songs that Gabriel selected because they were appealing to him, partially from bands that not many people know and partially from superstars like Paul Simon or David Bowie. Uh, for example, uh, one of the most, uh, or let's say more famous cover songs by Gabriel would be the song Heroes or My Body's a Cage. Uh, Heroes is, of course, from David Bowie. My Body's a Cage is, I think, from Arcade Fire, something. Was it? I'm, I'm not sure. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to look that up. I'm, I'm too tired. But um, we can be heroes, right? Heroes is a great song from David Bowie. I like the original a lot. It's, it's a great song. But I do have to say Gabriel makes a better emotional version of the original by far, at least to me personally. I'm not... I'm not holding the holy candlelight 
and protecting everything Peter does. But I have to hand it to him. He knows what he's doing most of the time. Not always with every track. And there is one on the uh, Scratch My Back album that is, in particular, very disturbing or disturbingly terrible to listen to. I wouldn't say bad, but it's been... Uh, it's been recorded really weirdly. And the original um, artists, they listened to his track because Peter sent them the track before it got published because he wanted to hear their response. And the band was embarrassed to tell Peter that it sucked. So they kept silent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's one way of putting it. you know. And I have to give them credit. The song is really... Uh, it's crap. It is really... <laughs> unbelievably bad but i think peter did it on purpose and i think he was looking for something else but the end result was not pleasing for most ears to listen to and we're gonna get to that song next time we speak and the entire album scratch my back then of course uh, because he had positive experiences with the uh working with an orchestra he also did the new blood album which was basically his old songs being sung by uh, classical music, strings and no guitars, which is something many artists have done, and it's a pretty logical move at some point. You know, if you have, if you've made all this this work, all this progress, all these songs, you do ask yourself, I think, as an artist at some point, what would it sound like if we play these songs with uh, with an orchestra? Metallica has done that. Um, uh, Phil Collins has done it. You know, many people, many artists. I think most of them have. And I think it's a natural process. It's, 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 a, it's an opportunity that you should not pass if you have the ability and, and, and the power or the influence and you know people, the contacts, to actually get an orchestra like that organized to create such interesting music, such emotional, intriguing music. You should. Fucking A, yeah, you should. Just go for it. And Peter did that with his stuff, and it sounds amazing. It really does. And I think songs like San Jacinto just sound almost the best when being uh, played just like that with the orchestra. And I've listened to it live too, which was a blast. It was before the Back to Front tour, which was the So Celebration. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's something to, uh, to remember. It's something that I do listen to every now and then in my car, especially in my car. And... Um, we're going to talk about all these these albums in a while. Just hang in there. I'll try not to talk about any kind of nonsense about relationships again, okay? At least for, for this time around. Unless I stumble across an interesting blog about developments in relationships or society and the modern day relationship, what that is all about. If there's in, something intriguing, something interesting to listen to or read... I'm going to read that stuff to you. We're going to dig through those those blogs. And if not, I'm going to be back here with either Gabriel or maybe a part of my own work. Who knows? Until then, I wish you all the best, guys. I hope that you're doing well. Stay positive to some degree. Um, be kind to each other. Don't do anything stupid, you know. Just enjoy life a little bit. And I wish you all the best. And um, take care, okay? I'll be there in a jiffy, <laughs> maybe in a week or two. Have fun and stay safe.